Well, since it's like love month, love month, folks, okay? I mean, at some point, I'm going to look up the history of Valentine's Day, why people are in love, why people have fallen out of love, why people hate the love, etc. We've been watching French movies to get into the season, but also we're doing this voicemail thing. So it's kind of like you get to participate in like a podcast reality show, like you're the star, you call in and tell us. You don't have to listen to me. You're listening to yourself. I mean, what's better than that? It's your podcast. It's not mine anymore. I don't get it. Johnny doesn't get to spoil anything. Jordan's not going to spoil it. Dave's not going to spoil it. You afraid of cats? You afraid to tell us your bad date stories? Guess what? Totally anonymous. And then you get $50 to go download a bunch of movies at Voodoo. So if you're feeling like, I got to eat some ice cream and watch a movie because it's love season, right? Then you can get a gift card and just send us an anonymous voicemail and play this game. All month long for bad romance movies, you send in these voicemails. And that's how I decided to start the show because I feel like, we need those voicemails to come in to satisfy my ego. I mean, that's I'm just telling the truth. Like, let's see if we can get the audience to play this game. If they play the game, we all get rewarded. It's a win, 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 win. Like uh, Michael Scott's trying to figure out on that episode of The Office when he's trying to do a conflict uh, conflict resolution. Jordan, can you imagine if you're at your day job and they're like, okay, in order to solve conflicts, we're all going to submit romantic voicemails. Um, yeah, I can because I've worked in the food industry before and it is pretty, yeah, being in the restaurant industry, it's everybody knows you. You know what? The restaurant industry is probably like the most dates, incestuous, horny, like industry, actually. It is so true. So, and then it just like is everybody dates everybody. So it's super awkward. Yeah. So many hookups as a prep cook. Not just dishes got washed in that kitchen, David. I was gonna it, say, at least I like hope that. they did some cleanup after. It's a little sanitizing. Yeah, sanitiz- with like sanitizing. <laughs> yeah, like with like the strongest chemicals known to man. I've seen like panties on the floor like the yeah. next day at yep. work. Yeah, so depending on the kitchen you're working in, sometimes they're stapled to the wall as trophies. But you know, since you got the health inspector these days, it doesn't really happen too often anymore. I was trying to save like the greasy stuff for later in the episode because I was gonna get really down and dirty in the beginning, but I was like. You know what's funny, folks? If you're trying to market and promote a podcast, when you send it out to the world, Google's like, oh, you can't talk about that. Can't talk about that. Or you're trying to share this on your profile. You can't talk about that either. It's too bad. On tonight's show, we got Dennis Hopper humor. We're going to be swapping Stockholm Syndrome back and forth between the characters. And Jodie Foster's lost appreciation for Hostess Snowballs. Join us always with Jordan Savage, who's so savage, she can tell you about a movie without having seen it. And Dangerous Dave, who's so dangerous, he's, he's sucking down cough drops because he may have caught something at his day job. Yeah. All right, let's get the show started. Crack open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the Binge Watchers Podcast. So right now, folks, we stream this over the interwebs, and I thought I just lost one of my co-hosts, that it was like getting too spicy, the internet just died, or something. Oh, but no. She came back. She's here. She's ready to go. Home video headlines. So Kathy Bates is going to be the new Matlock. I thought, like, hmm. She's, like, sitting around, thinking about something to do, and she's like, you know what? I'll just be uh, Miss Matlock. I, mean, I didn't realize she was a fan of the show. Do you think she's like a huge Matlock fan? I'm sure she's a fan of paychecks, but um, I don't know. <laughs> wow, dude. Like, doesn't that kind of... No, it sounds like insulting. I, I actually <laughs> watched like, it. You just like, I think she is a fan. I mean, who knows? <laughs> Took her down a peg or two. All right. I don't, I don't know what Matlock is, but I do like Kathy Bates. Oh. I mean... Do you, do you remember, oh, do you remember Andy Griffith? The Andy like, Griffith show? Yeah. It's like an old sitcom star. And then like, so when he was like... You know, in his golden years, he played a lawyer named Matlock, and uh, it was kind of. It was. A I watched an episode on the Simpsons. Hmm. Well, I was watching Pluto TV, and I was watching Matlock, and like the legalities of it. Courtroom TV is really funny because none of it's really that true. 
Like I thought, like no way. Like he, like you can't. Like you know how, like for ratings, they have like the TV star badgering the witness, illegal, trying to influence a judge, illegal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like putting words into your client's mouth on the stand, illegal. <laughs> you know, you know, like so. It's like it's really funny. Anyway, um, but if Kathy Bates doesn't make it as Matlock, maybe you can do with this other. What do they call them if they're in their sixties? Sexagenarian or whatever. What are the what's the generation that's like about to be seventy? I don't think they have a specific. I know octogenarian is when you're getting up to eighty, but I don't know what you call. Oh, it. I don't know. Anyway, sixty hmm. something. There's a sixty-eight year old lady who's like a dominatrix that charges one hundred fifty dollars an hour for men to clean her house. This was a New York Post article, and I just thought, what a great retirement plan. If I was her, same exact thing. Like you get your house cleaned, you get paid money. And if you're streaming it, you get paid again. Like you, that's such a winning combination of things to do when you're older. That is the ultimate hustle. Like, how does she? <laughs> that's like the incentive. Like, she got the people to pay her to clean her house, and I'm sure they're probably getting yeah. some gratification. So out of it. Chuck, Chuck they from sure Wall are. Street is guilty. <laughs> Chuck from Wall Street is guilty that he made money on the stocks. He's got to go to Sylvia's house. You know, at six o'clock p.m. You got to do her laundry. Got to clean the restrooms, all right. He's got to sweep the hallway. Feel better about his life, and she racks it in. She rakes in that cash. I mean, yeah, you know, my older girlfriends. I'm going to tell them like this is like the this is the only retirement plan. I want to have. Se- I want to go to ho- hotel seminars. I want to teach classes. Actually, this lady should write a book. Actually, she should get the money. She sh- she should then teach others. That's what, that's what it is. She's going to have like a multi level marketing class or something. Where the webinar, you know what I mean? It's like the dominatrix webinar. And uh, I should have written down the lady's name. Sorry, folks. I forgot to write her name down. Oh, but I want to see the story. movie of this story. Yeah, right? Oh, oh, that's that's like a Netflix or like <laughs> Thank a Netflix you, Dave, for reminding me that we're on a TV and movie podcast. And what should they be doing? Adapting it to film. That's good. That's pretty good. I vote Helen Mirren so far. I don't know what she looks like, but I just say Helen Mirren. Go for it. Man. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. I just I, I you know we're gonna derail the episode because you brought up Helen Mirren. People are overjoyed. They're like, I just I think she gets too much credit. Honestly, how about how about Joan yeah. Allen, David? I have no problem with Joan Allen. All right then, Jordan, older actress, not to put you on the spot. In place of Helen Mirren, who you got? I would have no idea. Drop in Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Okay, I'll right. follow your lead. All right. Anyone's better than Helen Mirren. She's overrated. Uh, Dave's offended. All right. I'm just going to push that down. I got you back for Kathy Bates. All right. Okay. Uh, Tubi went bargain shopping at HBO Max because right now uh, Discovery's like selling off everything they don't want to keep on HBO. And Tubi picked up a bunch of shows. Whatever. That seems like a good idea. If you're a streamer of a lesser color, it's like, oh, let me go get all the stuff that HBO doesn't want. I think it's a good thing as long as HBO doesn't remove remove that content. Like, sure, if you want Uh, to farm it out so somebody can watch it for free, fine. But yeah, if you're going to take it off your service and then I got to go watch it on another service with commercials, that's kind of screwed up. (laughs) You don't think 2B Plus is coming or like 2B Omega or like... No, because that's their whole platform. Like that's how they make their money is strictly off for of now. For now, right. David. Right, right, right. For now. See. But the Netflix is also going in the opposite direction. Yeah, they're all becoming Tubi. So... <laughs> they're all like as supportive videos the future, right? <laughs> that's oh, all right. I still rather pay the premium for no commercials where I can Okay. The best news, and it's and it's appropriate for love season, is the Minx, which was like one of HBO Max's best shows. I loved it. Got saved it so for a season two. Yeah. It's going over to stars. So Actually, a reason to have stars. There hasn't been a reason to watch stars in like two years. Now there's yeah. a reason to reorder stars. For a month. Yeah. <laughs> David, oh man. Because you right. know once it's, so, uh, this season's over. There's all this controversy about whether or not you should be able to share your Netflix passwords with your friends, your lovers, your your co-hosts, your uh, your cousins, whatever, your co-workers, whatever. But it's like, um, you know, this thing about like trial hopping should be a, a controversial thing too you know david will be like i'll just create a fake email it'll be like it won't be david it'll be steve and i'll go and watch us stars for seven days watch a whole season get out right before they charge my credit card 
See, you're I, dangerous, well, David. I do that. You're, well, I don't go as far as creating other emails. I do the one-time free trial, and then I'm just kind of out. It's almost criminal, David. Yeah. You cost those 3,000 jobs at HBO Max. That's what happened, David. There's too many Davids just downloading the free trials and walking away. Oh, hey, no. Uh, no, not for me. I pay for my <laughs> I bet they're banking in on all those. Yeah, they're banking in all those people forgetting. And so then they are getting two freaking subscriptions for the like, 14 bucks. I'm mm. someone who's so guilty about forgetting that stuff. Well, they're rolling. Um, speaking of subscriptions and like two for ones, they're rolling Showtime into Paramount Plus as well. Wow. Like instead of plus the plus, it's just going to be like one amorphous channel. It's kind of cool that they're all just kind of like, well, I don't know if it's cool. Because monopolies are supposed to be illegal, but eventually, like we talked about this in film school to share with you, Jordan, is like us nerds sitting around going like one day it's gonna be like one channel. Like there's gonna not there's not gonna there's only gonna be like one station. Yeah, it was called cable, and then we had all, <laughs> all these streaming services, and then all the <laughs> streaming services are going into one, which is cable. Well, I know but, but cable still had like 300 channels. I mean like one provider, and it's one, it's like their content. My fear is that it would be like government controlled, right? Like it's the gov- it's the gov- the GOV channel or something, you know, like right. That's my ultimate fear is like we're just like four spoon well, but then again, you talk about propaganda media marketing, like we're spoon fed a lot of stuff. We're already kind of like preconditioned for certain right. things, you know, Twinkies, Coca-Cola, Ghostbusters, <laughs> podcasts, <laughs> like it's just everything. Okay, I am wired. I've been dubbed out all night. I've had two and a half cups of dubby. By the way, folks, if you're like uncertain if you should try a whole tub of dubby, there's a starter pack now where you just get like the cup and two little hmm. trial. David, trial packs of dubby, okay? Trial packs, trial. David. Alright. Um, yes, it's, this podcast is fueled by dubby. Get dubbed out. It's delicious. Uh, instead of like fight milk, like crow's milk on, on all of a sudden in Philadelphia, it's just like dubby. Get dubbed out. Um, somebody saw my dubby video on Instagram and said I should go to the gym. I thought, no, I'm just going to drink more dubby. I don't have to do anything. I can just sit here and do nothing. I'll get automatic gains. Oh, well, now I'm going to get that email. David, you were worried that you haven't dr- – David, tell the story of what happened before the show about dubby. About du- Yeah, you asked me, and I was like, oh, I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> but I did receive yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, David hasn't tried the David the Dubby drinks, and he's like, "Oh, is Dubby gonna get mad if I say on the podcast I haven't tried the Dubby yet?" Well, and, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, and I just said like you get automatic gains for drinking it. That's not anywhere in their uh, description or byline. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> see, I'm a fool. I've been sick the last few days, which is why I haven't tried it. Maybe it would have made me feel better. Now we'll never mm. know. Maybe mm. I would have like cut my sickness in half by the power I... of Dubby. I had a little dubby shot before I went to work this morning. So, wait, dubby shot is that I like mean, half of a scoop? No, I just did one scoop with a little bit of water. So it's like oh, she doesn't even use the water, folks. She just takes a little just eat uh, the powder. She just, she just <laughs> <spoons it. laughs> straight powder. So if you call like a dub a, a scoop of dub, you know, a little double do you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. A little, little double dub, double do you? Hey, hey! If you use that as your marketing slogan, I, I reserve deserve some residuals, I guess. Uh, if they I just, to go with that. I just eat it like a pixie stick and I'm good to go. <laughs> they should come with candy sticks. You just like you make acid, your finger so just no dip sugar. in. <laughs> yep. Anyway, folks, it's not the whole episode's not about an energy drink, believe it or not. We have a movie for tonight. It's called Backtrack, aka Catch Fire from 1990. Dennis Hopper has the hops for Jodie Foster. She's a witness to a mob assassination. She flees for her life from town to town. She switches identities a couple times. He cannot seem to elude Milo, a hitman who becomes obsessed with her. And, uh, I mean, I tried to steer David down the way he should go with his trivia or his facts. Um, I took your notes. Can't say. Oh, he took my notes. He took my notes. Like, I'm the studio (laughs) telling an artistic director what to do. And then he ignores me. He's like, yeah, we have a, you know, we have a 50-minute tracking shot of a deer on a highway. No, I didn't go with that. Oh, we this was, this was actually like one of those where I had to cut down. Because <laughs> there's what? a lot of like... I said this is one of those where I kind of had to whittle down the facts because there's like a lot of juicy behind-the-scenes details, that kind of thing. So. Hmm. Hmm. 
they are dangerous. So actually, this time they might be. I don't know. Hmm. You'd be Let's the, you'd bring be the it. If we're using Whittle as verbiage, it can't be that dangerous. It seems pretty calm and mellow. Like this could be on like. All right, know. I had to slash them down. How's that? Is that a little That's more bad. dangerous? Yeah, I had, hack, I had to hack away. Yeah, but you extra. need to think of your trivia as like, like you you know, Act Two lulls. Don't have an Act Two lull like in a movie. Okay, you want the Act Two to keep people engaged, not to take a bathroom break and get a box of popcorn and a drink, and ruin the date because Act Two sucks. You gotta like, you gotta like re-engage the audience here in the middle of the podcast so they listen to the whole thing. That's all up to you, buddy. Oh, me geez. and Jordan, we're just gonna take a break. It's like no pressure at all. Let's see. N- no, no pressure. All right, Jordan, count how many times I get interrupted this time. Okay. okay. <laughs> Damn. Be a game. Uh, all right. So the original cut of this movie was three hours. Uh, the unhappy with the cut distributor, Vestron Pictures, cut it down to 98 minutes without telling Des Hopper. Um, so there was a director's cut before the director's cut. Right after the producer. Basically, cut. yeah. Yeah, we'll All get right. into that. Um, so, enraged by the cut, uh, Hopper replaced the, his directing credit with an Alan Smithy credit. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Alan Smithy was a credit that went to a director that was unhappy with the finished movie and wanted their name off of it. Uh, so, he had that done. Uh, he was so pissed off, he tried to sue the distributor, but they had already gone bankrupt. So, out of luck there. Um, yes, Hopper did release a director's cut two years later for cable TV uh, that only runs two hours, so there is still an hour of missing footage. He also uh, changed the title. Yeah, he yes, he did. It went from uh, you got to uh, announce the interruptions, Jordan, in case they're only listening and they can't see your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, but I was curious. I was curious. I was curious. I was like, yeah. okay, so there's two titles, right? Like, yes, why so, did they do that? Um, I honestly, I looked everywhere. I could not find an exact reason other than he was probably so pissed off at the cut of Catch Fire he changed. You think he was backtracking on his career? Possibly. Uh, Critics at the time did say that this was an improvement over the (coughs) original theatrical cut. Hmm. So uh, Jodie Foster uh, agreed to doing a nude shower scene uh, with the assurance that it would be cut tastefully uh, when she saw that all the footage was used. Say that again with more confidence and slow down. All right. Jodie Foster agreed to do a nude scene uh, with the assurance that it would be cut tastefully. When she Mm. saw that all the footage was used without any cuts, uh, she was embarrassed and never forgave Hopper for this. Uh, The filming of the scene had led to a lot of tension between her and Hopper. And it was Hopper had stated in the future or eh, Hopper stated that Jodie told Meryl Streep to never work with him, killing a project he was setting up. And when Meryl Streep would not return his calls. Well, the so. shower scene is pretty sizzling because it's not just like if you're saying the camera was supposed to like ignore the fact that she was taking a shower. There's actually like an insert close up. It's obvious what's going down. Like the camera lingers, the right. male gaze lingers. So uh, that's, male that's gaze why is she a was film term. See, I'm dropping facts now for David. The male gaze was a film term derived <laughs> in the 19. 19- <laughs> I actually um, don't know when they came up with it, but let's like. Probably around the day time. Day one, day one in film school, like, by the way, we gotta tell you the psychological event that happens when you watch movies. It's called the male gaze. And then filmmakers engineered this thing for like 35 years that the male gaze would be attracted to something because they were a certain percentage of the audience gotta sell those movie tickets. Hmm. So uh last thing I'll leave with you here, unless I throw in something else. Uh so this was the last theatrical movie for producer Dick Clark. Uh for those of you who don't know, he was the legendary host of American Bandstand, hmm. Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve that happened mm-hmm. every year. And he actually produced other movies such as Remo Williams, The Adventures Begins, and the nineteen seventy-eight version of Elvis, starring Kurt Russell and directed by John Carpenter. So But somehow know. Production company is also attached to big hits like Forrest Gump, a couple other things. I was looking it up. Jordan, that's eight. Are you counting? I lost. Do the Holmes and Oz count? <laughs> I lost count. Sorry. Oh, dang. I think no, it's about eight. I was just trying to listen so mm. intensely to the dangerous details. So, also, Jodie Foster's super famous. So is Dennis Hopper, I if mean, anybody's wondering. Well, they just had one Oscars right before this. Uh, Jodie Foster for The Accused. And actually, I can't remember if Dennis Hopper won, but he was definitely nominated for Hoosiers a few years before this. Uh, he's also a reformed hippie. Who's in that movie with the motorcycles? Oh, Easy Rider. That was his first directing movie. 
Nobody fact check this. I think he loves steak. Speaking of steak, let's go to some messages and we'll be back to the podcast. Did you kick off 2023 with flavor and savings? Well, you know what? Let's boost up 2023 with more flavor and more savings. Omaha Steaks is going to make it easier for you to stock up on their favorites. You can go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code BINGE at checkout to get $30 off your order. You got all the customer favorites and more. You can stock up on all the mouth-watering items. You're going to get $30 off an endless variety of gourmet choices from tender steak, juicy burgers, decadent desserts, classic comfort foods. Every bite guaranteed perfect. It's the best steak in your life guaranteed. They're going to guarantee it for you. Yeah. Extra $30 off your order. It's the world's best beef. Whether it's appetizers for the big game, a romantic Valentine's Day dinner for that Tinder date, blow their minds by ordering a box of Omaha Steaks. And even if it's just a regular weekday night, it's the perfect time to stock up. Every order is backed by the 100% money-back guarantee delivered right to your door. You can't beat it. OmahaSteaks.com. Check out code BINGE. I'm a burger man myself, so I'll level with you. I ordered the burgers. I do like ribeyes, but pleasantly surprised by the box of burgers that I got. Chomp, chomp. I didn't have time to even put them in a video for you because I ate them. They're gone. I have to reorder them. OmahaSteaks.com. Binge at checkout. That's the code, and that's what you'll be doing when you get these mouth-watering favorites in your mouth. So order it today. OmahaSteaks.com. Code binge at checkout. The hottest festival in town is happening 3.31 to 4.4. Be the first to get advanced ticket sales and the best seats in the house at a discount when you become a Paley member. The stars from your favorite TV shows are waiting for you, but check out what Paley Fest has to offer. In fact, Paley Fest is going to bring you the galactic cast of Star Wars The Mandalorian. Don't miss out on this once-in-a-lifetime in-person experience happening at the Dolby Theater. Get advanced tickets when you become a Paley member, and you can choose your own seating first. Tickets are on sale now, and they're going to sell it fast, so don't miss it. It's the Mandalorian and Yellowstone and Abbott Elementary. Paley Fest LA. Happening in person at the Dolby. Hey, beam up for the last time. Stream the final season of Star Trek Picard out on February 16th, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. You can try it for free by grabbing the link in the podcast show notes. Get beamed up. The question really is, did Dave ever order any steak? Because Dave is a steak eater. He told me like two podcasts ago he was going to order steak. Did you eat any steak, David, while you watched this movie? I did not, but I did eat a pork chop. Mm. That's like a pig steak. Wow. Did you order it from omahasteaks.com forward slash? No, there's no forward slash. (laughs) Did you order it from omahasteaks.com? Check out code binge. I did not, but I'm going to go on there and get some nice juicy All right, I'm going to go to Jordan. She's going to save this episode because you suck, David. Does this mean it's time for the bits? It's time for the bits. Hmm. I don't know. I love a good movie that makes me want to go travel somewhere like Hmm. New Mexico. So... That's kind of was my favorite bit. Is when they're oh, like, man. I can tell you don't really like the movie. You're like, I'm just looking at the scenery. <laughs> no, but there was like some things to take away from it, right? It's like she like can't obviously shake being an artist. So that travels everywhere that she goes while she changes her identity. And she's like in the advertising and using her same kind of sayings in her ads. There was some cool stuff. She was a hottie, too. So um, it was great to watch. Yeah, you can't shake your core. You are who you are, right? Yeah. yeah. You can't get too far away. Yeah. I, I, I got that on my list. I'll get yeah. back to that. She changed her identity. She couldn't, like, stop being an artist. I thought that place that she was living in New Mexico was sick. I'm like, can right. I find that on Airbnb? Because I want to go stay there. Like, a theater with these cool neon lights on the ground and sick, you know, apartment bed, hmm. I guess. But... I liked their little chemistry. I thought that was pretty genuine. Um, but there's not like one specific moment where I'm like, or the hel- it was the helicopter chase. That was it for me. Did you catch that like half the cast of the Sopranos is in this movie? Oh my God. <laughs> it was stacked. It was super stacked. Young or Charlie, Charlie Sheen, Sheen before he was like all sheened out. Yeah, I know. I was He's like, like innocent little Sheen. You hardly can recognize him. He does die. Yeah. 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 
like within what 20 minutes yeah. give or take on honestly the the part where they're sneaking into our apartment and she's underneath the staircase with the kitty cat was like giving mm. me some major anxiety because all i could think about was if that was my cat and it was growling like that i'd be torn to shreds so you so were like, like forget the boyfriend i'm wondering yeah. if this movie's gonna shoot the pet i was like <laughs> no i was like okay <laughs> She's scared of the weapons and like the hmm. guns and stuff in her apartment, but I would be terrified my cat would tear me to shreds. So, hmm. yeah, lots of bits, lots of bits. It was fun to watch. Yeah, that kind of had me too. Well, that kind of had me too, just because my cat would be is as loud as that cat sometimes. So I'm like, oh shit, that would be my fate if I were in that situation. Same. Uh, like, do I do I just shut its cover its mouth? Do it. Um, and I also agree that theater home condo whatever you want to call it was pretty awesome um my favorite bits were actually anytime um dennis hopper plays the saxophone horribly like <laughs> like i at, at some point I'm like does he understand i don't know you ever been in school band playing the saxophone i thought i did a pretty good job i played the flute and i was horrible so hey look he did better than i could but like i can still hear false notes you know what i mean <laughs> that doesn't lie um and, Man, and like part of me, it has that, a wooden reed. You know that, right? Like on the part that goes in your mouth, the little, the little mouth okay. bit. Great. There's a wooden what, reed. What does that have to do with him being terrible at it? He it's hard to play, terrible. man. You got to like, put doing the... it to like express himself, and he's doing it terribly. It hey, it gave me joy in watching him. Do something we're gonna terrible. have to go. We're gonna have to wind the sacks back because I, I thought he did all right, man. I agree with Dave though because he like talks shit about her being an artist and that's he like doesn't he, play it well. Yes, he's resentful of her. That's see, that's what mm. I was picking up. He's, he was resentful of her because exactly he's like, oh, screw this art scene, blah blah blah. When deep inside, he really wants to be part of that world. All right, he knows. He's okay, terrible. but he's an artist. But what he's actually jealous of is maybe her fame, recognition, and fortune. How about okay. that? Possibly. Okay. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah i mean anytime he plays it i mean and of course he goes like ham on the saxophone at one point because i i, I wasn't planning on defending dennis hopper on this podcast i promise no look there's i'm not look i'm not even saying there's something wrong with the performance like that was i think that was the goal i'm not insulting his performance but the character played it terribly like and i think that was the point at least that's my interpretation yeah maybe because it's maybe part of dennis hopper humor his sense of humor is a certain weird way but it sneaks in on certain elements. But yeah. what about you, John? What were your favorite? I, I bet you got a long oh, list here because there's a lot to there's a lot to like. On this. <laughs> Can you hear that paper shaking, folks? <laughs> I got a list of details that we need to discuss. Oh boy, let me move my camera. So I'm the big person talking head now. Oh, big right. boy, big man in the castle. <laughs> if you got visual aid on this podcast, you can see that we change camera angles like a fancy TV show. Three cameras, like David likes a sitcom. All right. I love the Dennis Hopper intro where he's at her art installation and the art installation, in fact, foreshadows murder because she's talking about murder and her poetry on the art thing. The little, she does electronic art, folks. It's, the movie says it's conceptual art. I don't know what kind of art it is, but she's got these like laser light bright light up billboard things that look like the Wall Street light up thing trackers like led you know, signs yeah yeah you see me outside it's like easier talk. to say than where i was going <laughs> yeah it's a, like an led message board and it's talking about murder and dennis hopper's intrigue so that's a great way to introduce his character also to let us know later spoiler alert she does become a hit lady again stockholm syndrome he you know he risks his career as a hitman and also getting hit himself get what do they call that whacked or whatever he he risks getting killed himself because you know he gets in love with the artist or whatever, and then also she decides like I'm gonna shoot everybody at the end, like she's ready to kill everybody. Anyway, um, I wrote down. Let's see what else did I write? Oh, the resources that Dennis Hopper's character calls into play. He decks out an apartment in price priceless art. He's got three computers, the saxophone make. That's where he gets the saxophone because uh, who's there? Joe Pesci's there. He's like anything you need. Anything you need. And then you just see his wheels start to spin, and he's like, oh, man, I'm going to make like $2 million on this hit. I was going to say, like, why did he need three computers? Here's the thing. He was just milking it. <laughs> I mean, the mafia has real businesses, so I'm like, who's financing this freaking apartment in the sky? Like, it, It's like a loft, right? Like, it's like the best apartment in town. He's got a saxophone. He's got a... I don't really think he had a nice car. But anyway, he anyway he's, he's decked to the nines, and he gets an art education because he learns about her to try to track her down. 
right? So I thought that was funny. He's getting an art education sitting there at his three computers. The lipstick ad gives her away. She gets caught because she, does. she gets a job in advertising related to the artwork that she does. This is tying back into what Jordan said earlier. The lipstick ad, what she does as an artist gets her caught. Then she's sending tapes to like, I don't know, her sister, her friend. I was really confused by who was getting these cassette tapes. I think it was the gallery owner. But oh, maybe, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Maybe her friend is the gallery. Like, but then cut to somehow Milo the hitman, Dennis Hopper, is getting all these special messages and he's listening to the tapes. I like what a reveal. Like I love that. Then uh oh, the line is Who the F is Milo by Fred Ward when he's in the police station during the like the like the I forget which location she's at. I think she's at She's in Texas. Okay, yeah. So she's at she's somewhere in Texas at the like the Pueblo or whatever, right? Yeah. The Pueblo or I'm sorry, New New Mexico or whatever. Whatever. So yes. So (laughs) when I was like, that's where Hopper's humor starts to show up because um obviously the character, the detective dropping a line like that at the timing, the way it's cut, it's all like, Oh yeah, it's a joke. We're supposed to think it's funny. And then the thing with the hostess snowballs, like the most romantic part of the movie is a bedroom scene where they fill the bed with hostess snowballs. Not money, not gold, not jewelry. Over-the-counter freaking fatty treats, folks. Mm. Automatic gains. I'm going to eat a snowball and drink double. What are you going to do to me, Chad, from Instagram? Nothing. <laughs> I'll crush you, boy. I can still karate chop from behind my desk. All right. I'm not insecure. That's why I podcast. There's nothing here. Nothing to see, folks. Moving on. Nothing behind the curtains. They Actually, we're going to go behind the curtains because we have voicemails from the audience. And we have one to play about a bad date. I wasn't I was going to keep going with my list, but because it like organically slipped in, I think we're going to go to the uh, the voicemail. Continue talking amongst yourselves while I find this file. I was going to say she could have made a snowman out of the snowballs. There were so yeah. many on the bed. I feel like there's an easy snow <laughs> angel, a snow angel. Oh, oh man! Did I'm gonna have to start writing jokes after all the snowballs yeah. for the others. Okay, let's see here. I think I found it. So this is circa 2012, I would say. I was on this date from this girl I met on the internet. She seemed really cool. We talked a bunch of times. We were texting. Anyway, she said, hey, meet me at this restaurant. We'll go out. So we did, and we were starting to talk or whatever. And then this waiter came up, and he was acting really weird. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? He was kind of being aggressive towards me. I didn't understand why. And I'm like, and the girl said, well, that's actually my ex-boyfriend. I'm like, but you're taking me to the restaurant of your ex-boyfriend? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this is weird, but I really like the food here. I'm like, anyways, the guy was giving me dirty looks. At one point, she went to the restroom, and I'm like, so did you used to date this lady? And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's my ex-girlfriend. Scandalous. Why? you going to do anything tonight? I'm like, I, this is my first date, dude. Just give me a break. I dropped her off. I said, hey, I had a great time, but at the same point, I don't think this is going to work. You're trying to see some dude and then bring me involved in it. Anyways, years later, I was looking up an email from a girl who had the same name as the girl I went on the date with that night. And then she popped up, and I'm like, let me look her up. I did some Facebook stalking, and believe it or not, they ended up together. So I don't know if I was the catalyst to get them back together. Anyways, it was a really weird date because I felt I was the reason they might have got back together because she was using me to get him jealous or something. I don't know. But now I look back years later, and I just look back again. They have a family. They have kids. So anyways, good for them. But thank you for using me to get you guys back together. That was a terrible date for me. Terrible. Oh, my. I feel like, uh, I feel like, hold on. Okay. I feel like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Such a bad, oh, oh, no. Yeah. It just keeps playing. Okay, goodbye. All right. It's such a bad date. It just wants to go on and on and on. All right. I feel like manipulation is a part of the dance, David. Oh, it's all a part of it. It's part of this movie, yeah? Or if you were to learn by this movie, yeah? Hmm. No, Dave, we're talking about the date, dude. Did you not I listen know. to the voicemail? I'm tying it into the movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, there's, that girl knew exactly what she yeah. was doing. Uh, okay, I'm glad you admitted that, Jordan. I didn't want to pull a gender card or like say it's like you know 
There's no food that is that good. Okay. I'm Mm. sorry. Yeah. Hmm. So she knew what she was doing. I'm so sorry he had to go through that. So she's really in love with the ex or whatever, or she wanted to make the ex jealous, right? Basically. That's awk. I could just, like, see it going even worse and, like, her purposely running into him, like, while she goes to the bathroom. But if he was striking up conversation, then that didn't. that's where I thought it was going. But The one thing our friend, our fan, our binger might have done wrong is, like, you got to try to avoid looking up exes on Facebook. It's hard to do. Everybody it's, does it. It's right there. It's like that extra cookie from the cookie jar at midnight. But they do pop up in your feed. That's the problem, right, David? Oh, yeah. I'm friends with a few exes. And or they hit you with the DMs. So DMs coming hot, especially when you're a famous podcaster. I try to avoid that of all possible. So, Well, Jordan's experiencing this thing that happens to, like, the new podcasters, as soon as they hit a certain stride, is like, you got to take your podcast back to work and your work goes to your podcast. It's dangerous times. It is Tread dangerous carefully, times. Jordan. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yep. how much do you want to share? Who knows? Yeah. Yep. You never know. Yep. I don't, I, there's definitely some stuff that I wouldn't want them to hear, but, you know. Man. Have I ever been conned by a date to manipulate for an ex? Maybe. Although I remember I was on a date and then my friend somehow tagged along and then I went to like refill drinks. Like I left the hot tub slash pool area to like refill a drink or get something else. I won't say what. I'm not going to incriminate myself, David. And uh, change the music maybe. We'll just say I changed the music and like he hit on her while I was gone. And you're interrupting like date three or four. And we all know the action starts on date three or four. That's when you really get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he was playing the game the whole time, right? Unless it was just like that thing in your own heart where you're like, ah, I can't let my buddy have a good time or make a connection because I, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody throws a monkey wrench. The, it's like, the. do you guys know what I'm talking about? You guys know what I'm talking about. Whether or not you acknowledge it, it's a different story. I know what you're talking like about. I don't know anything about a monkey wrench, though. I'm sure. Up actually, what you're you know what? Down. Karma's a bitch because I actually did this to David. Now that I think about it, Dude, David no. was on a date and I messed with him on purpose because he was he was making me angry about something miscellaneous. Did you swoop in and steal his girl? No, I didn't try to hit no. on the girl and take the girl away. But what I did was like I embarrassed him. Because his date was at our apartment, and I I embarrassed him at the apartment and made him lose his cool. And like it was like the David can turn angry. You don't believe it, but once you push him, he he's pushed. Let's just say that it's it's true. (laughs) So so yeah so uh, yeah. Now I'm trying to remember what specific. What's you know if that was. I can't, I, I can't even remember. I, you'd have to. You threw a screwdriver at me, David. You were pretty mad. <laughs> like it's burned into my memory. Like blackout like, rage because I remember nothing. <laughs> yes, like, yes. We're talking like Hulk rage, like uh, you know. <laughs> anyway, that was it. so. Anyway, so maybe it was all going in. Ah, or did we? Or oh man. It's like frat abuse. It's like, did I get abused in a date situation? My friend screwed me, and then I just like kept it going, huh? Wow, free therapy. Yeah. <laughs> free therapy on tonight's podcast. There you go. Oh man. We're gonna work out some problems tonight. Hey Jordan, at least I had the courage to tell a date story, all right? There you go. I'm just teasing. I was gonna say, I was kind of fibbing. There's definitely some things that my coworkers, all my coworkers kind of yeah. know, my past lives, but uh, I was a serial dater, so I had definitely been on a date. <laughs> I'm a serial dater. <laughs> I was a serial dater. I had definitely oh, been man. on a date with two guys at the same time, but they knew. So mm. that was like the difference between me and this chick is that was like, this is just kind of the scenario. And it was yeah. definitely awkward at some times, but I was enjoying myself. So that's all that matters. But <sighs> I didn't. Yeah, that's all. That's so more of the story, folks, is we all break hearts and we all get our hearts broken. Yeah, it, it works okay. like that until you find the one. Actually, I don't believe in the one. Oh, John. Well, I mean, quantum theory, if you want to get really technical about it, there's a bunch of ones. 
<laughs> Emotions and the feelings, David. Reel it in. What's the next? What's the next thing, David? Well, we go to our binge ratings. Binge now, binge later, binge never. But for this month of bad romances, we're doing love it, like it, or hate it, which sounds really drastic, hmm. but sounds kind of mean. But that's just the way it is. I I liked it. I almost loved it. <laughs> I watched it twice. Oh. Um, you know what? I got to interrupt you for one second hmm. about the one conversation. There's if there's there might be only one, but there's a lot of wrong ones. There is a lot of wrong ones. I had a lot of wrong ones. So yeah. well, there's the one for now. Basically. So let's find out if this movie's a wrong one or a right one. Go ahead. No, it was a right one. I liked it a lot. I almost loved it. So Dave, what did you what Um did you I'm kind of in whoa, the same whoa, boat whoa, as whoa, you. Whoa, whoa, oh. whoa, 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 whoa. Love I, it, like it, or hate it. I liked it. All right. You said almost loved it. I like, did that's not a But category. she did say like it a few times. Well, I loved it enough to watch it twice. Oh, dang. She, she's paying attention, David, okay? So, what about you, Dave? What, do you, what did you think? I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I liked it. Um, I had, I really liked the first half of this movie, and where it fell apart for me was the main conceit of the movie. I did not buy their relationship. I did not buy it as Stockholm. Mm. I did not buy it as her... I think the thing is that it didn't feel natural. Like, I, I don't know what the moment she But switched. she gives us the Jodie Foster flares in Act 2. She, she she's a great actress. I'm not putting her down, but like I'm I'm gonna say that there's missing pieces and the hour of footage not there because I did not it didn't feel like a smooth transition. I did not hmm. feel the moment when she went from I hate you, I hate you, you're ruining my life to I love you so much. I, I didn't hmm. feel I didn't see that connection. It just felt like there was a real missing. Like I said, well, it's probably it, in it that hour. It has a certain tone. It's called like hard editing. There's a lot of jump cuts, which means that like it looks like there's pieces missing between the scenes and during the scenes. Yeah, it was like, who the heck is Milo? And then yeah, yeah. they were in love. Not to be gross, like, was it the moment like he had? But that, there's a like, lot of videos like this. Like, whether they have missing right. film or not, like, at some point, like, I feel like it could almost be like an intentional choice because that's the kind of crap I like to do where I intentionally don't include things, but that's on purpose. But this one might have been like, I think these movies actually, like, like they couldn't make the other pieces or they lost the other pieces and they still had to cut the movie together. Right. I mean, and that's, and that's probably the case. I mean, like I discussed earlier, Jodie Foster and him did not get along on set. So maybe just some of that chemistry was not there because of that. Um, and yes, I mean, I'm kind of with you, John, like, I don't think everything needs to be spoon fed, but like, and I can put, I can put the pieces together. I got it. But like, it just didn't feel like a smooth transition. I just didn't see, it feels like went from hot to cold. In terms yeah, of their, their love, if you look at Jodie's Foster whole style, like she takes these dramatic turns where she's like, she gets so upset that she has to do something that she does it with all her energy and vigor and entire, like, embodiment. Like that's like if you watch her movies, she like is often put to task and like doesn't want to engage with what she has to do, but then she does it like almost like a defiance. You know what I mean? And that's, that's like fine. she's gonna regain control of like her womanhood her power in a scene, like her whole attitude or disposition or her fate by like going at the thing like 110, you know? Sure. Mm -hmm. That's not my complete, like I get what you're saying and I don't discount any of that. All that is true, but I feel like there's just a scene missing or something. Like it's not in the performance. Like I, I get it. Like be, I buy her being in You know what, David? That's I must be a problem. true romantic because I'm like, I'm like championing this movie and I don't even like it very much, but I'm like, here I am. I'm like, I'm like trying to get people to watch it now. <laughs> no, I mean, it's worth a watch. Like it's, it's actually, I'm saying I like it. Like it's, it's, it's a good movie, but it's like, there's clearly problems within by witness by ha three different cuts, basically. Although one we'll hmm. never see. So, I mean, it's clearly like a chop job. Like, I don't know if like when Dennis Halper got it back, did he get all the original footage or just like, well, here you got what you got figured out. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, All it's right. still worth a watch. I mean, yeah, I liked it. I was sold on the relationship between the secret and the snowballs. So that was enough <laughs> for me to be like, okay, they're there into each other. Yeah. So I like it. it. It's it. It was like almost on the fence, like Jordan said, and I almost love it because uh, it just had to do a couple more things. If the mechanisms worked just a little bit more, it probably would have tipped to love it, but it's just to like it. However, if you're if David often says on the show, if you want to complete somebody's catalog of movies, you're going to eventually find it. Yeah. If you get on the internet, you can find one copy of this movie in one place. 
Oh boy. Uh, staff picks. Since it's rom com month, relationship movie month. Uh, Jordan, did you watch anything? Nothing new. Ew. So. Even there's though no, I'm mailing no you, shows right now that are about I've been those? mailing you rom coms. Oh, I did watch the Pam Anderson documentary. Oh, on the Pam Show or whatever it is. Yep. Does that yeah. count? Uh, yeah, it talks about her and Tommy Lee's relationship. There's a lot of relationships. You want to tell David Actually, what she movie you got sent? Had been married and oh. divorced almost six times. Really? That I means. love her latest marriage, which seems like that lady like at the beginning who I thought like scheming was grand. Like Pamela Anderson married this dude for like seven days, walked away with a fortune. Oh, huh. Interesting. I think. Maybe I said that wrong. She's like libel. Is also... it libel or slander, David, when you say it out loud? Libel? Hmm. Gotta be careful. Podcasters are getting sued these days. Interesting. I don't really I, know. I don't really know if she got a fortune or not, but I know the, she was, her latest marriage was like seven days, like a week. One of her boyfriends that shocked me the most was Kelly Slater. I was like, oh my God, she dated Kelly Slater when she was like snowboarder? younger. He's hmm. a surfer. Um, He's on a board. Fine. Doing athletic things. Fine, surfer. Sorry, He's Kelly Slater, like who was like, go so. to a gym. Anyways, it was it was pretty good. It was great. I liked it. But that's David, do you know who Kelly Slater is? I do. He is a surfer. I used oh, to have man. roommates that were big into surfing, so that name popped up a few times. Mm-hmm. I kept Maybe. trying to drop hints that she should tell you the movie she got mailed, but whatever. I don't remember the title, but Mark oh, Hamill. Oh, Breaking Hearts. So... Well, so Dave has to guess. Oh, I tell look... him who's in the rom com that you got sent in the mail. Mm-hmm. Mark Hamill. All right. The so actor, I... not the not the figure skater. <laughs> Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. So if I know John's taste in love stories and the fact that it has Mark Hamill, I'm going You don't to know have... all my life stories. Has VH1 called you for the documentary yet, buddy? Whatever. Yeah. He would write a script or something. <laughs> now, could... David's got the unauthorized, like, true story biography ready to, like, tell all the dirt. He's got it. No. It's 300 TMZ. pages already. TMZ that's gotten in touch with me. They want to know all the dirty details <laughs> about John. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> What's um, John's sexual orientation, David? Right up chapter one. <laughs> Um, I'm going to guess. Who climbed out the window he... that one time? What was in the trunk of that What's car? That? <laughs> I'm just I'm naming all your cha- the chapters. Of just slamming it shut. Nothing. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess Corvette Summer. Oof. Was that it? Woof. Right on the money. He yeah. does know you. I, th- I I can't say if it was John's first time, but I know for sure me and John saw that in like an old VHS we rented from this like mythical video store that was like tucked. In the corner of a like a not a strip mall, but like a strip of stores. The mythical video store named Desire. Hmm. Named after a play in a movie. What's the actual movie it's named after? A streetcar named Desire. Wait, yeah. so it's Marlon. a movie store called Desire. There's a video store yeah, named, named after Desire. a movie. Video like store named after a movie with a baseball play. They did have adult videos in there, but no. <laughs> That's it what was like it was this rent. really unassuming, like very small. That's what pays the least. Store. It's not it's not renting, you know, Babe Pig in the City 400 times. It's the 4,000 times that they've rented Babes Pigs in the City. <laughs> <laughs> that pays the bills around here. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> but Dave, didn't you watch something for uh, staff picks? I did. I actually watched uh, kind of an 80s classic that has a love story at the end, uh, Better Off Dead. Hmm. Uh, John Cusack plays this uh, guy in a ski town that uh, his girlfriend breaks up with him to move on to a better skier because she's all about ski status is this the will. one that has the running gag in the movie where the newspaper boy wants to get paid yep. two dollars for the I want my two dollars hmm. so if you ever hear anybody yell that out they're probably referencing this movie um it's kind of a, it's very wacky like it's kind of cartoonish really so so cartoonish that there are actually animated sequences of claymation burgers so, oh that's because it's dan savage or whatever his name is the film Sa- savage steve holland yeah yeah like he i know he created one of john's in the bunch jordan that was a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of names. There. I seem to remember you're you're a fan of Eek the Cat, weren't you, John? I love Eek the Cat. Again, folks, it's a cartoon you can never find. It's yeah. nowhere. I, I gotta go look. Maybe maybe somebody's put one on YouTube somewhere, hopefully. I don't know. It was part of a Saturday morning. What about you, John? You watch anything lovely or maybe like a couple that got split apart? I don't know. <laughs> what the hell, dude? The breakup of a relate I don't know. <laughs> No, man, I just watched the, this Dennis Hopper movie. Yeah. That's it. Um, 
Oh, I lost the last page. I don't think head. Dennis Hopper got to do a lot of love stories. This might be the only movie where he's like the romantic lead, if you will. If they had started the weirdness earlier, if the second hour was the first hour, I think we have higher ratings in the movie. I think it would have done a better job. They should have started with the helicopter chase. That'd be a good one. That <laughs> Just would be a context. Good, actually, that would have been really, yes. Like, you open in the helicopter, and she's like, I'm sorry we had a fight earlier. Bang, bang, bang. And then, then go backwards, and then go forwards. That'd have been cool. Man. That feels like you could cut it, redo a recut trailer of that, whereas, like, the voiceover, like, we're in love, but things are a little crazy, like freeze frames. <laughs> <laughs> so next week's movie is kind of controversial from what I'm reading online. I've wanted to see it for a while, but I don't know much about it. It's called The Reflecting Skin. It's got Viggo Mortensen. Um, so anyway, there's this kid and his friends begin to disappear. His name is Seth. He's convinced that the local widow whose character's name is Dolphin Blue, pretty rad name for a character. He thinks that she's a vampire. And that she's going to take out the community and her cousin that's played by Viggo Mortensen, whose name is Cameron in the movie. And so this kid is going to do something about it. But I think, well, I don't know. Should I give my theories or let it go? Well, since none of us have seen it yet, maybe let's hold that till next week. All right, we'll leave it alone. Folks, if you want to watch along, find a copy of The Reflecting Skin. I don't even do any research. I don't even know where this movie it's is. It's everywhere, dude. I looked it is up it today. Everywhere? It's like on every major streaming free service. Uh, that's good. That's easy. You will have no right. problem finding this movie. Yes. All right. Till next time, if you're out there breaking hearts, one day you'll get your heart broken. If you are brokenhearted, cry over a good piece of steak. I don't know what else to tell you. Steak makes all the hurt go away. That's right. And go to New Mexico, Airbnb. Yeah, that sounds nice. But I don't know what the takeaways are. Those are the takeaways. Steak. <laughs> Those are the takeaways. Steak and Airbnb, I guess. That's a hell of a weekend. You know, I saw another popular podcast was stealing our gag after the end song, but there's extra material here, folks. Usually a joke or two or a story, but I saw that we got nabbed. What? I guess that means they're listening. Jerks. Anyway, if you didn't like this Dennis Hopper movie, I don't know what to tell you. The only other movie he's good in is what, David? He's good in a lot of movies. He's good in Hoosiers. He's good in Speed. Oh, man. You just had Uh, to pick one, bro. (laughs) I just had to prove there was more than one because he's a great actor.